All right, guys, welcome to the 21st episode of The Gentleman's Breakfast. The cast is legal. Uh, <laughs> what does that mean? We're finally of age. We've turned a corner here, and we're ready to put away childish things. And I don't understand what you're saying. The you cast mean? is 21. The cast is out looking for uh, a job. The cast is still randomly having sex in some dirty bar, but... It's doing less of that and more of tightening up the res, <clears throat> getting ready to go legit. <laughs> I see what you're doing there. Uh, I can yep. get that. Yeah, but, CV. you know, we've had, once again, a bit of a break here. Uh, come back from two weeks on the road where I spent most of my time endeavoring to get as fat as some of our listeners dream that I am <laughs> to satisfy their needs. I actually had a moment over the course of the week where I spent an entire day laying in my hotel room and then I ordered a Domino's pizza pie and then I actually thought to myself if this pizza pie gets to the door and I'm still in my underwear and my hair still just a wreck my life might just end right there so I actually did shower and put pants on you showered for the pizza delivery to receive the pie um when you get order a pizza from a hotel, they drop it at the front desk and then they scurry it up? How no, I make them bring it up. Huh. The front desk calls me and they're hoping that I go down because they don't want to send some four-foot-tall Puerto Rican dude up the stairs like a Sherpa or something. But <laughs> I make them do it and I give them a pretty quick tip yeah. at the top there. And of course, you know, when I'm in the hotel room, I'm always... The accommodations vary... But usually I'm thinking like it'd just be it'd be nice to be home, whatever home is. I don't know that you can call this hellhole home, but this is what I come back to. And I think everything the, around it makes it a home. Well, the icing on the cake and just the nut punch on top is uh, I get home and uh, Papa Bear there's just like FYI, no hot water. Yeah, it's, it has it's been it's been tough sledding. And said what? And he's like, yeah, no hot water, and I'm not paying rent till we get it. So that explained why I haven't been billed for rent yet this month. Oh, so yeah. I woke up this month, this morning, ready to confront that ice-cold shower. And I was immediately reminded of a quote from one of my buddies in high school, who I remember having a bewildered conversation with about him informing me that he had had sex in the stall of a public restroom at a movie theater. And I said, how do you even do that? And he said, oh, well, there's no pleasantries. You don't fuck around. You just get right in there. You go in there and you bone and you get back out. There's nothing else going on. In a movie theater? (laughs) Yeah. That we worked at, too. (laughs) Was he on shift? No. He was 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 getting a freebie. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, that was... I couldn't help but think of that as I was standing there. Because normally you turn the water on and you got to wait a good... You know, 20 seconds for it to get hot. You think about it a little bit. This is no on, zip, right in, right out. But, yeah, that brings us to now. What do you got for us, Seamus? Well, your your, uh, pen and move here is less than 25. Let's save the announcement for the end of the show. Well, yeah. Um, I really like what's going on in the politics right now. Your boy. We're still on that. Your boy is center stage. Your boy is officially... It's over. It's ended. Politics ended. It's like 
season eight of Game of Thrones. It's finally over forever. There's only eight. Done. There's only gonna be eight seasons. I don't know. Something uh, like that. Uh, what are they on? They're on six now. Yeah, I think there's two more. I think there will be eight. I mean, you don't want to discuss that your boy won the Republican nominee. I'd rather not give it more airtime than it's already received. Did you see that clip of Lion Ted? That was pretty good. The one where he's actually talking to a Trump supporter? He just keeps calling him Lion Ted. It's actually a good clip. I mean, it's eye-opening, right? It's like, this is what we're working with. And he's like... Two idiots. One of them has a ponytail. They're wearing sunglasses in what looks like a desolate, post-apocalyptic wasteland where the sun's not really up all the way. Yeah. Um, he just and, he goes, and they just keep talking about how his favorite part of what he does is his immigration policy and that he's going to build the wall. Well, the first thing he goes, what do you like about it? And he goes, everything. And he goes, name one thing. And he goes, everything. He goes, you can't name one thing you like about this guy. That's how most Trump supporters are. They don't know any of the policies. And then every time Ted just keeps talking, he just goes, line Ted, line Ted. Here is... What I think I, I have, this is the last thing that I think we should say about this, is that another element, another piece to the puzzle in the Trump conundrum that I've been trying to figure out is that a vote for Trump is really just a fuck you to the rest of America. It's a message in a bottle that someone in some fucking backwoods in West Virginia sent to us and it washed up on our, you know, urban shore here. That's probably a good way to put it. But, I mean, I another show that I listened to said it best where they said, if you're listening to, to this podcast and you're Republican, chances are you're a young professional living in an urban area surrounded by Democrats. Congratulations. If it, you didn't already know that, you are in the vast minority of the Republican Party. Yeah. And they said, like, that is what the party elites look like. That's what the people who run the party look like. That's not what the physical composition of the party is anymore. There are no more Southern Democrats. There are no, or Southern, uh, yeah, I guess there were Southern Democrats that became Republicans. Um, there are no moderates in the party. This is, this is the end of the line of a death spiral that started in 2010 with the beginning of the Tea Party. This is the Tea Party's Tea Party. They out Tea Party the Tea Party. I don't think the government will actually allow him to be president if he actually won. I think Hill Dog will win. Trump's negatives are over 60% with almost every demographic in the U.S. Oh, so explain that further. What does that mean? It means... So it's one thing to win primaries because you're winning primaries by a plurality of the vote, usually. Yeah. Plurality being not 51%, but you have 37 and everyone else has uh, whatever. Yeah. The last few... Primaries notwithstanding, where Trump actually did cross 50%, it's highly likely that in most of the early states, if you had eliminated every other candidate, Trump still would have only gotten 35%. Because while there is a core base of people that really like him, there are more people that actively dislike him. So when you ask people, you know, would you vote for Trump? And the answer is yes or no. Then you ask people... If Trump were the only option, would you vote for him? And 60% of people say no. I see what you're saying. Yeah. And it's like over 90% of women. <laughs> you're, not gonna, you're not excited for the show he's going to, the circus he's going to run? Of course not. We've discussed this. The process by which our nation selects a leader of the free world is not for entertainment. It's not a circus. 
It's going to be a shit show. I read the other day that... But you keep reading. It's the gift that keeps giving. Yeah, because I'm concerned about the country. Not because I'm entertained by it. Uh, (laughs) But I read the other day, I didn't even realize this, that the Republican National Convention has no obligation to accept Trump's nomination for vice president. They don't have to accept No, it. so he could put someone up there and then they could say, nope, it's Kasich, or whatever. Well, he has no say in who he selects. He has some say. He gets to put forth a nominee, but the convention does not have to approve. Huh. And then, so what would happen? So, like, if they actually said no... I don't know. I haven't read all the what-ifs on what happens, but I know that they can vote it down. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah, I had no idea. I doubt that we see that, because there seems to be a push from the party now to attempt to heal and move forward, which is stupid to even think they can salvage this, but um, it's an interesting tidbit. What else do you got on your uh, pad of notes there? I noticed you had you had to cross out all the ideas that you had from your other successful podcasts that you've been berating our listeners with. Kind of like, you know, this little Gmail list that we've sent here, it's like a channel for you, and you feel like, you know... You know, put a few shows on it. I apologize to the listeners for that. We got to get this thing. Hasn't on. Nancy ever told you jealousy never gets you anywhere? We've got to get this thing on the internet proper. We can't be abusing our customers' inboxes. I'd like to keep, you know, remind our customers that this is a free service. But I mean, we have bootstrapped it. It has been grassroots, and yeah. for me to just spam. Would you say it's uh, I'm spamming them or emailing yeah. them? Yeah, that's a good. That's probably a good way to put it. I apologize if that offends anybody. Yeah. They can always be removed from the list. But you're right. Yeah, there, there are other thoughts here. Uh, today is your Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of. Do you want to address that at all? I mean... It's the Kentucky Derby. It's one of the greatest events in the U.S. It's an entire day dedicated to gambling. Today is the real day that we want to be at Golden Gate Fields. No, because it's a remote race. I, I Granted, I've never been to a track for a race that wasn't physically there. I've been to an off-track betting site, and that can be fun. You've uh, been to an OTB on a race? There's on- one in Chicago that's right next to a popular bar that we would go to. It is a nice OTB. And you, like, hang out there and lounge, drink beers? It, well, if you took out the betting booth in the back and all the sketchy homeless people that are there actually just gambling and not drinking... It would just look like a normal sports bar. Wow. So there's actual... Oh, I, most OTBs I've seen is just literally just... Yeah, the, this was, yeah, I mean, this wasn't a normal OTB. They just had two little betting booths in the back. That was it. Do you, have you read anything about the horses today? Not yet. I need to do some research after the show here. Isn't it pretty amazing how much preparation comes in for a race that's two hours and two minutes and 15 seconds? Are you talking about... For the horse themselves or the crowd or what? Just the build up. Everybody talks about it, and I was I kept asking people at work. I'm like, "Hey, you gonna watch? You gonna watch the Derby? You gonna watch the Derby?" They're like, they're like that's like the horse thing." I'm like, "Yeah." Like, isn't it like just a couple minutes? Like, I don't understand how there's yeah. so much preparation. And like to step out outside of it for a second, I'm like, sure. yeah, this is all build up for. And the guy won the Triple Clown last year, and that's seven minutes of actual time where he's doing the. Event. Not even seven. I think it's it's only a couple. Yeah, but you add it all together. <clears throat> yeah, but uh, the pageantry around it is impressive. And I, I guess my view of it is skewed because I've been to it. I've been to Churchill Downs and seen it. And it's a spectacle. It's something that everyone should go and see. It's like going to Fenway or Wrigley or... But now it's turned into 
let's have the really rich, wealthy people show off and showcase themselves. It's always been about that. It's never not been about that. But I guess it's more prevalent because of Instagram. Anything involving a horse that doesn't take place at a ranch is that. Yeah, but I would say the celebrities are almost like horses, too. They're like, oh, let's look at them. They're in the area we can't see. We yeah. Just, we just look at them and take pictures of them. You ever had a female friend who posts more pictures of her horse than she does other people? Uh, no. It happens. You have a few of those? Yeah. It's a... Uh, it's a unique subset of the society. Do that, think, that subset being people who can afford to own a horse and then people who actually do purchase a horse. And that whittles you down quite a bit. But Are they like worse than cat ladies? Or are they, are way they, worse. But they're seen in better light, aren't they? Yeah, that's a fair point. But I think they're worse than cat ladies. Just because they value their horse more than they value any other relationship they have. Yep. Is a horse that intelligent of a creature? I have no idea. I haven't been around him enough. can't speak to that. Have you ever tried talking to a horse? <laughs> no, I've never attempted to talk to a horse. I know that, you know, we pump them full of roids. We put blinders on them. They, they had some clip on ESPN where they had like a donkey, a cat, a miniature horse that hang around these horses and they say it boosts their morale and calms them down on stressful race days. I don't know. Like they have a posse. Like, you, know, you know they put, like, giant Breathe Right strips on them, on their noses? What's that? To, to... Yeah, to help them breathe better. And it works? Think about the size of a horse's nose, how big the strip must, must be. Yeah, I really I understood Hung Like a Horse in the last Silicon Valley show, where PETA was pretty upset they had two horses having sex. Yeah. Did you see that? I got a big old set on them. No, I, I haven't seen that specifically, but... It's a pretty good scene. Okay. I mean, if you're a successful horse, you get the best retirement of all time, which is you literally just tour the country having sex with other horses. It's all that you do. That The horses actually have sex, or are they artificially inseminated? I can't really speak to that. Uh, I, I will say I have seen... Okay. To be a true thoroughbred, I believe that you have to be naturally conceived. Interested. Yeah. So I think there is some artificial insemination too, but I think there is a distinction between a horse that's been artificially inseminated versus actually planted in there. Are you excited about any of the... You think that the horse cares? The male horse? Which, which way it happens? I think so. I think the male horse I, I guess. his rocks off. Yeah. Well, more specifically, which way it comes out of them. Imagine if you were the guy that jerks off the horse. Yeah, it's got to be a tough job. I mean, even like a, like say it's like a moody, like let's say American Pharaoh, the one that won the one is kind of a moody horse. So you only certain times, <laughs> optimal times to jerk off the horse. And it's your whole job to catch this on the yeah. Peachtree disc. You got to be feeling him out. You're following him around the whole day, his whole day. Just tickling so, his balls. Like, and oh, just... oh, this is a good time. This is the time I know it's right. He gave me that look. He's just getting him prepped. And the horse know the horse recognizes you and the horse knows. <laughs> You're the guy that walks around and just He just looks at you and he just tickles you know, his undercarriage. He looks at you and he just jerks his head over, hey you, over here. Snap of the fingers. Oh god. I didn't think about the relationship dynamic of it. <laughs> I mean it's gotta be a tough kick. I mean that his the semen is worth millions of dollars, right? No, it's not millions per shot, it's thousands per shot. But it's worth a lot, yeah. 
I think, like, a natural exposure to, like, an American pharaoh, I think is worth, like, 10 to 20 grand in and of itself. But what's the whole pharaoh? I don't get that. Is it just because it's the natural act of sex? It's like, you know, if you have a dog that has papers, what the fuck does that mean? If the dog has a little bit of Lhasa Apsa and a little bit of Yorkie in it, does it fucking matter? No. But they maintain, these societies maintain these papers and whatever. I didn't realize how much artificial insemination was going on. Do you know that French bulldogs are all artificially inseminated? No. Are they not able to have sex? They're not able to have sex. Holy shit, that's tough. So they're all artificially inseminated. That's why the the little fuckers cost like four grand. They always look like they're about to die. They're, they're always just, just waddling around. exhausted, crawling around. Which brings me to I actually had another point. If if I'm, are you gonna relate yourself to a French bulldog walking around? No, I'm gonna relate myself to a person that is sitting next to a French bulldog because French bulldogs make a lot of noise, a lot of, and they're kind of plod, <laughs> yeah, yeah. they're kind of plodding, and they got a lot of drool. Yeah. But I, my expectations for a French bulldog are lower than my expectations for a person, a friend. So what I'm going to say is, if you're a person or a friend of mine, and we're sitting next to each other and we're enjoying some, some couch time, who knows what the situation is. I should not be able to hear your existence outside of you talking. If I close my eyes, I should not know that you're next to me. And that doesn't matter if you're eating, drinking, if you're just at rest. What I've encountered too much these days are people that just, I I hear them sitting. This is the sound of sitting. You hear that? Yeah. Nothing. For some people, the sound of sitting is... No. I can't handle it. Well, you can't, like, correct somebody. Have you tried? I correct you. How often yeah, do you, I do that? You do it less. I'm training you. Like a friend. Here's another dog. thing. If you're eating and nothing crunchy is involved, because if something's crunchy, something crunchy is involved, you get a pass. Chips, whatever. I get that. Yeah. If nothing crunchy is involved and I hear you eating... Something has gone horribly wrong in your upbringing. <laughs> you're blaming it on the upbringing. Also, upbringing. if your mouth ever fucking opens other than while you're putting food in it, something has gone wrong in your upbringing. Probably because... Does it make you I want to know. slap my parents? A bit. Because I know your parents probably just, you know, your parents are very understanding and tolerant people to a certain extent. My dad would flip our fucking kitchen table if you were while you ate. He literally would. He'd, yeah. se- he'd send you up to your fucking room if you were doing that. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, to transition from uh, tickling horses' balls to breathing correctly, I think that's uh, all we have for today. You have one more closing piece that I'd also like to piggyback off. Oh, of yeah, the announcement. Um... Guys, I don't really know how to put this. It's been a great run here with the show headquartered in San Francisco. I'd like to say we received 
an investment from the outside similar to Barstool that requires a move, but we haven't. The Yogurt Empire calls. And uh, as a result of that, I'm going to stop flying back and forth and I'm going to move to New York. So uh, the show's going to be... Would bicoastal be the right term? That's yeah. a little close to bisexual, but... I could get down bicoastal. Okay. The show's going to be bicoastal. We're still working on the technology that enables that, which, based on our success getting the podcast online, I can understand <laughs> low expectations there. But we're going to get it sorted out. Appreciate those of you that actually made it this far. You know what? If you made it this far, send me a text message or a tweet. Just because sometimes I feel like uh, I feel like this is just going nowhere. Which I'm fine with, by the way. <laughs> just the echo of your own voice. Yeah, it's a but relaxing you, experience. Are you uh, comfortable that you're going to be replaced by a big, beautiful black man to take your spot? I'm more than comfortable with it. I I don't know that he's comfortable with these living conditions, but we'll see what he gets. Would you rather have no cold water or no hot water or Gary? That's a great question. Uh, I'd rather have Gary in a heartbeat. Would you rather have no hot water or two Garys? <laughs> I think I don't know the level of threshold of how many Garys we need to be running around. But Gary can bring his whole family. I think I'd be comfortable without three of them. I think once you get you one, would be okay with three. Ooh, <laughs> two think? is very borderline for me. Three, I mean, three rats. He looked like a pretty clean rat. He didn't look like grungy and dirty or anything. Well, <laughs> I'm surprised that now, in retrospect, you're willing to call it a rat. Because I remember when I called it a rat, you'd be like, "Come on, please, it's a mouse. It's no big deal." <laughs> yeah, it is a mouse. <laughs> you would always talk it. You always talk it back down. But yeah, <laughs> the level of of mice. Running around. With All right, tray. I'm gonna give you a report card here. You tried to skip over it, but I'm gonna bring it back in, and it's gonna be a spectrum of things that are wrong with the apartment. And at the high end of the scale, so this is a hard scale to set, but the best ailment that you could be, so a ten out of ten, is Gary. And then the worst ailment that you could be, I think, is no heat. Back when we didn't know that the heater worked. (laughs) Or how to work the heater. Yeah. And by the way, in no heat, you can also include no AC, which we still don't have when it gets hot as balls in here. That happens once a year. You think it does, because you haven't been sitting around here on the couch with... Papa Bear in the middle of the day. I work from home. There's yeah. a lot more pain. Yeah, honestly. one time I did come in here, it was like a wave of sweat, man. So you guys are just it was bad. strung out on the couch. It was so bad. <laughs> Rather than venture outside, you guys decided to just sit in misery on the hot couch. Weren't wearing any clothes. Just That's so stupid. Sweating our balls off. Why made you guys think that? I don't know. We don't need to dwell on that element of the past. Give me your score. (laughs) What did you rate me? You didn't rate anything. I established the scale. Do I usually then have to rate right away? Okay. (coughs) Fine. (coughs) No, fine. (coughs) 
You all right there? I'll give you my skill. You know no, no, I'm, I'm going to give you my score. <laughs> I'm going to let you recover over there. And this might seem a little too easy, but I'm going to try to bring it back around, okay? <laughs> I'm going to rate you a no hot water, okay? I'm going to rate you a no hot water because there are a lot of obvious negatives, but there are some hidden benefits, and that's what it's all about finding. And those are... It's pretty invigorating to take a cold shower in the it morning. Is. It really gets you to up. wake up, to kick in the balls. And it reminds me of my youth because back when I was a pseudo-athlete in high school, I would always take a cold shower because it was the only way to stop myself from sweating. Similar to the Seinfeld bit where the guy's like, he's still sweating, didn't you shower? Didn't take. <laughs> if you do the cold shower, you snap off the sweat. So, you know, it's invigorating in the morning. It uh, reminds me of my youth. I have questions as to how long I could sustain it. But I think it's got a lot of positives. That's, uh, that's how I'm going to rate you. In this apartment. I, I mean, how do you feel about the fact that I, I didn't really rate your performance today. I rated your humanity. <laughs> I'm comfortable with it. Okay. What you are is you're kind of like a utility where you know what something works. You don't move away from it. Like what? So when you when you trudge out here and you realize it's gaming season and you put that little line in there and wire in your internet access so you can yeah. talk to your eight year old friends. When I run a hundred foot Ethernet cable back to my room. So you have a better feed. I mean that's something you know it's gonna work and you're you're sticking to it even though you might be caught, you know, in the late nineties, early aughts with something like that. You're you know it's gonna work and you, you stay with it and you're committed to it. I'll tell you what, I'm gonna miss the cord. <laughs> That's one thing I'll miss. I'll miss. I'll miss Papa Bear tripping over it and cursing your name. I'll miss that. I get a little bit of enjoyment out of that. But yeah, that's okay. what I would rate you. I, I don't know that we can call that a full score, but I'll accept it. Um, all right, guys. This has been episode twenty-one. Until we'll next see. Time. Uh, yeah, we'll see you next time.